Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Tuesday, November 9th. If it's Tuesday, you know what that means. Another edition of Tennis Point Tuesdays with our friend Nate Walworth of Tennis Point. Nate, how you doing today? Great, Gruskin. Hell of a Tuesday. Uh, just walked out of this Yonix uh, little seminar they gave us. They came into our office, uh, flew in from L.A. for Yonix week, brought three or four of their uh, reps um, slash ambassadors and uh, really just gave us the whole down low on all of their best products, um, hinted at some future launches, and uh, we learned a bunch today. Um, and I think, I, I think I'm drinking the Kool-Aid now. Yeah, well, let's explore what you learned. And for the record, nothing makes me more excited than the fact that you guys have themed weeks over at Tennis Point. And I know that's not exactly the case, but the idea of a Yonix-themed week where it's just like, let's dive in. Let's figure it out. And I think the place you start first, and I had this discussion once, uh, obviously, with our friend uh, Dave Limke over at Tennis Point as well. And he used to say, it's, everyone says Yonix. It's actually Yonix. I believe his name's Yoni Yonix or something like that, right? Get, give me the story. No, yeah, that's – so the guy – they actually cut off the rest of his name um, and just put an X on it uh, okay. for that emphasis. And so, yeah, it is, it is like you said, uh, named after him, and it is Yonix. So I was corrected this morning, and I, I didn't know that. So now I feel like I'm a much more educated, sophisticated tennis fan now that I can pronounce it correctly. Oh, it's it's like having the pinky up when you're drinking a cup, right? It's like, it, oh, I use my Yonix racket. And it's exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. It's so was, it's so fancier. Good. It's um, good for the brand, I feel like. It's like you can charge 15 extra by just switching it, from Yonix to Yonix. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. And you know what? I was, um, I'd always heard great things about Yonix. And I mean, like, I always wanted to learn more about these uh, brands and kind of get to know, like, the behind the scenes, uh, like the gritty. I like to know the details. And uh, I think as we do more of these theme weeks, I think it's a great idea to uh, kind of give each brand their own. Uh, seven eight days of just like pure focus on what they're launching because there is so many different products so many racket lines so many different types of string um, and then you got yonix who dives into the apparel into the shoe world as well so it was really nice to kind of get the full um script on what they're what's kind of coming down the uh, pipeline and uh, what they currently have on the market i mean they are one of the best brands in tennis um i got a little trivia for you i hope you didn't check out instagram today because uh, we've already hinted at it but what percent of the top 200 tennis players in the world that it's the top 100 atp top 100 wta use yonix string that's a fascinating question and for the record i i don't know if you know this about me if i, th- I think it's pretty clear i'm easily distracted and so i stay off of instagram because i'm like i just don't need that i don't need that heat like i can't handle it it just wouldn't be good for any You're- of us you're a Twitter guy. You're a t- you're a Twitter purist. So I'm a Twitter purist. Th- it's a, just a higher form. I, I use words to say what pictures cannot. Um, but you know, exactly. pictures worth a thousand words. But my thousand words are very good. Um, <laughs> no, I. It's just. I mean, there's a number of reasons. Anyways, we're not getting into that. It's fascinating. So the point is, I have not cheated, but. I start to think off the top of my head, and I know the people who use Yonex rackets, obviously Osaka and Benchich and Hercots and you know, Kirio, Shapovalov, Tiafo, Rude, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on and on. It honestly does. But strings is fascinating. I didn't think of it like that. I'll go with 63%. Whoa, 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 whoa. Too high? No. Way too high. There's probably no, no way anyone uses over 60. Right. No, I would— 
if they're if somebody's using sixty, that's that's borderline a monopoly. That I'll is... go. Yeah, twenty. Fine. You're right. That was a bad guess. Thank you for that reaction. Westoff, leave it in. I'm embarrassed. Um, <laughs> I'll go fourteen percent. I told the Yonex team to tune in this podcast, so I'm sure they're gonna get get a kick out of that. <laughs> Well, for the brand, let's be clear. I'll say 63%. It doesn't need to be verified, but for sponsorship no. purposes, please. As long as Yonix knows you're a believer in the product and the According brand. According I mean, to known tennis podcaster, known was a self-proclaimed adjective, Alex Gruskin, 63% of the tour uses Yonix string. It's just like, God willing, someone aggregates that. Your, your guys at Tennis Abstract just put that in there. In their <laughs> that. I think that's Twitter and Tennis Abstract. You know where to find Gruskin. Yeah, but, it's, it's no, true. If I type in T, my computer actually looks at me and it goes, which one do you want? It's like, are we going Twitter? Are we you, going Tennis Abstract? You got them bookmarked. I know you got them bookmarked. <laughs> Two Google Doc. Yeah, you got them both Google Doc and your side by side. But um, no, 15%, which is, that's a very large number. And they have, I mean, full, their, their goal is to really kind of take this to another level and kind of grab more of the market share. So, no, we learned a bunch of interesting facts like that. And I thought, Another thing I learned that was like, just like, wow, why did I not know that was their isometric head shape, which is what they're most known for, I would think, when when you kind of think of the Onyx brand and the racket and kind of what separates them from the rest. And to just you... quickly draw a visual, we'll use a thousand words here for this picture, isometric meaning the extended oval. That's what yes. the head racket is, uh, head, Yonix racket is, excuse me, in a way other rackets such as Head or Wilson are not. You really see the distinction in that oval. Right. No, it's and it's not the uh, typical, um, more circular oval shaped. It is it is more of a squared off um, exactly top of the yep. head. So mm-hmm. that that technology, which uh, was launched in 1980, that gives players a seven percent larger sweet spot than the round head shape we typically see. So that's that. Hit, they had me drinking the Kool Aid earlier this morning, and I really haven't stopped drinking it since. I mean, you talk about my fondness for tennis abstract. If someone came in and gave me a PowerPoint presentation by percentage, like 7% bigger sweet spot and, you know, 12% more leeway so you're not going to shank as frequently, I'd be like, wait, wait, wait. I'd be like, let me hit record. I'd be like, hold on. Like, yeah, that's, that is freaking awesome. No, we had to sign an NDA, so hopefully none of this is bad. Uh, <laughs> you think I'm joking? No, I, I appreciate their uh, their due diligence on this whole stuff. We, some of the stuff that they're uh, hinting at, we had to sign an NDA, which I was like, wow, this is legit. These guys are like, they're not messing around. So we're so, good for the so, pot. I don't want to get you in trouble for the record. No, for sure. And if, if we said anything, I'd, yeah, that would be on me, man. We yeah. wouldn't want <laughs> on, on the second tennis point Tuesday, we, no technical fouls, please. Yeah. So, so no, that, that number caught me off guard. And then the other technology that um, had me like, you know, when you string a racket, the bottom grommets in the corners, like the string has to go like, like a little bit to the side and then go up. It's like not perfectly straight. So they've installed a technology that has the, the, uh, let me see, let me look at my notes real quick. They're calling it the, mm-hmm. the liner me... tech, the okay. liner tech technology, which, uh, eliminates that five, I think it's a 50 or five to 15% angle that rackets have where the string actually has to go to the side before it goes up. They've actually eliminated that out of their, um, rackets. So like the strings, there's no pull or tug to the side before they go straight up. So they're, they're actually all perfectly aligned, which is another thing I thought was super interesting. And then every racket, um, which is at least not the junior rackets, I mean, everything that's, that you'll see at the intermediate level or above, every racket is manufactured in Japan, um, which is mm-hmm. huge for their quality control. As a lot of these brands actually make rackets out of the same factories. I mean, a lot of these competitors, we won't have to get into names, but 
I mean, they have their own, they, where they started in Japan is where they still currently are located, spitting out these rackets. And each racket is looked at at, at different checkpoints, 50 different times. So 50 different human beings pick up your, your Yonex racket before you put it on the tennis court. And it is like the ultimate quality control of any of the tennis brands in the game. So that that is like what Yonex had, like they hang their hat on that. And like, they are true to what they say. So they've had players say like, can you send me five rackets? And that's what they usually get these guys. They'll send them their five rackets. And one of their top juniors who's um, in the 16s, he was like, the dad was like convinced that um, he was trying to prove a point to the, one of these bad black guys or whatever. And he was like, look, I can show you, like, they'll send me 10 more rackets. And to the, like, to the ounce or to the gram, it is the exact same across the board. And they just grabbed 10 more rackets out of their um, warehouse, shipped them over there, and they, they spec them out. And it is the exact same racket across the board. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I figured that every racket, um, every brand was the exact same. But um, no, that's why they have um, product matches where like you send in and people are able to kind of pick out two of the rackets that are most closely aligned. Because mm -hmm. something that a lot of people don't know about. I mean, you think if you're a tennis fan, you order a fourth grip and you want the 11.6 ounce frame, whatever you feel like you're getting that. but Turns out that that is not always like the quality control is not always to the same standard that Yonex holds itself to. So I thought that was interesting as well. No, that's fascinating. And yeah, this will be the second and final episode of Tennis Point Tuesdays if we're giving out disclosed information. By the way, <laughs> fun fact for you and I suppose for our listeners, mom, hit 15 seconds, skip ahead. Gromit is my safe word in the bedroom. Um, just so you know, that's that's what I go with because uh, it's just the grommet is the best word out there in the business. Um, yeah, I I mean, again, you see the success so many players are having, and in particular, the way Francis Tiafo it feels like, and honestly, Belinda Bencic and I, no, let me rephrase that, Tiafo out. The way Shapovalov and Bencic in particular get their edge around the ball, it does feel like a uniquely Yonix product. We're just a racket to player like ratio is just like yep this fits like this player should be yielding this racket if you've used a yonix racket ever similarly the feel you can get with a yonix i don't want to say it's prince graphite-esque but it is very nice like it really is like you have a lot of control in terms of the placement and i again in terms of racket meeting the human francis tiafo and yonix just feel like or like nishioka and yonix feel like a match exactly. made in you, heaven nishioka you know he's from japan got a he's, he's got a huge contingent of J japanese fans i remember I, I interviewed, uh, not to go on a Yoshi tangent, but in 2019, he kind of had his breakout in Cincinnati, mm -hmm. which the only thing that took him out of that open was um, food poisoning because he beat Nishikori. <laughs> and I remember I covered that match and like, I was the only person that interviewed him. Like there was like two other people that interviewed him after the match. And like, I picked up like 50 or 60 followers after that interview, just all Japanese fan tennis fanatics, which was really cool. So those people, I mean, they look out for their own. And I mean, I thought that was just a cool relationship that he has with them. And um, another thing, shout out to Yonix. They have two head-to-toe players in the ATP Finals. No other, nobody else has one. So uh, they got Hubert, uh, Hubie Hercotch, Hercotch, and then they got Casper Ruud. Uh, just two phenomenal years from those guys, and they're both decked out with the uh, the Eclipsions as well as the uh, Yonex Apparel. So no, Yonex is doing some great things. I had a blast learning from those guys today. Learned a ton. We can't, we don't have time to talk about all of it, obviously. But they even hooked us up with some string. They have a new Polytor Rev string that they just came out with this past year. Uh, that is most closely related to the RPM blast you see from Babolat. Uh, I told him that's what I've used uh, like my whole life pretty much. So they gave me a set of that. Then the Polytor Strike as well, which is most closely related to the Luxlon Alu Power uh, used by Naomi Osaka and Denis Shapovalov. Um, so no, it was awesome to meet all those guys. 
Yonix is doing some tremendous stuff, and I wouldn't be shocked if you see me in the uh, E-Zone or the V-Core in the near future. When I see you on my next YouTube ad, you better freaking have that Yonix in your hand, Nate. I'll be furious. <laughs> oh. No. People would think, man, like, the YouTube ads, man. I'm, I'm sorry if you guys are tired of, and sick of hearing my voice. <laughs> we're we're going to find an, a, a new guy with a, with a better voice, I promise, here soon. Oh. We're, we're, once we find the budget for it. It's true. When my brother wants to get me upset, like, because my older brother, let's be clear, younger brother could never get under my skin. Older brother can. He goes, Alex, you know, you do have a great radio voice. Like, he's like, you're perfect for radio. You're not attractive, like, but the voice is compelling. And I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> like, shut up. He's like, no, podcasting is perfect. Yeah, you've got the radio voice. I'm like, get out of here. I'm like, yeah, no, that's a... Uh, Anyways, that shows you uh, a little bit, I suppose, what goes on the, in The our... last Yonex nugget is yeah. we can look potentially to Australia to finally see Stan the Man with his V-Core Pro. That's Ooh. just rumor has it. We, there's no, no breaking news, but just just tuck that one away. All right. Um, back pocket? Back pocket that one. Uh, I like it. I yep. like and it. And I would love to see Stan the Man. That is an absolute legend. I'm willing to kind of go into any argument that that is – you can look at the numbers and tell me otherwise, but to me, he's a top ten player of all time. That's mm-hmm. just I I could be biased, but what I've seen from him at the at his highest level when he's in form, he's as talented as as I've seen outside of the big three. So this is fascinating because obviously for Stan, I mean top ten all time, he's just by accomplishment, he's not. Um, right, but no, that's fair, fair. But in terms of peak level, and this gets to the argument: well, isn't every generation better? Isn't you know? Freaking! I'm trying to think who's like a really good example right now. 28 years old and like just not going to get much higher than like 60. I mean, okay, this is not a good example because I think you can get a little higher. But like, isn't Marcos Giron beating John McEnroe O and O right now if he has his racket? Just because again, the technology and the development and the fitness and the everything. I mean, it depends on the court conditions. Always, I'm a believer in the tennis evolves everyone gets better yeah. you would hope the sport improves over time now i'm not saying john McEnroe in today's game you start him from the beginning he wouldn't be as exceptional as he was but it is interesting to think about stan's peak because he was the one guy i mean if you want to put andy murray there too but i think murray's a tier ahead of him who could compete with those guys just mm-hmm. his best could beat them in the biggest moments and yeah that's it's an interesting argument that's a perfect December tennis point Tuesday. We're it, no, it, 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 that's just that's a take that I've had for a few years now. Just because I do feel like Stan is an underrated talent, and like absolutely, we forgot of his injury, very quickly. Yep, and then it's like because when you have the arguably the greatest player of all time from the same from your country, and you kind of align careers in the same, you're, you're exist coexisting the whole your whole time on on tour. I mean, it's just it's a tough battle, but Stan was able to find his own fan base. He's got a very loyal fan base. He's got a great brand. He's got, I mean, unbelievable. Obviously, his skill on the tennis court is amazing. And then he's just one of the coolest guys that, I mean, his Instagram lives during quarantine were phenomenal. Um, and then the, the one he just did with Darren Cahill talking about the V-Core Pro, it's just, that guy is awesome. And I, I hope he gets back in healthy because he's great for the great for the game, great for the tour. And I do think he can still win at a, at a, at a high level. So, yeah, shout out to now, Stan the Man. He's a shot maker. Now it's going to be fascinating from a movement perspective because that was never his calling card. And it's so important for him to get to that ball early to be able to take it on the rise. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I know I like to take better peak, Delpo or Stan. One match, they're both playing their best. Who do you take? That's another guy, man. It's Delpo, man. It's a shame because um, that dude's a freak. Uh, shoot. 2009 Delpo? 
I, if you think that's the best version, there's an argument to be made that Olympic Delpo was the best Delpo. That's true. Olympic Delpo is different. Man, Delpo's Delpo's up there, man. I, I don't know. I, I'm not going against Del Potro. That dude was hitting 105 yeah. mile an hour forehands before those were even cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't I know. Like Delpo, it. man, I mean, he's in the league of its own. One of the biggest forehands, biggest serve. I mean, that's just a, the serve plus one from Delpo was in its own league. Mm-hmm. And if we can to just put this, he was not a, a Yonix user. But uh, again, to put a bow on the Yonix conversation before we move on, latest products, what's available, all available, obviously, at tennis-point.com. But if you're pointing anyone in the direction of Yonix right now, what are you going with? The, it's the, So the B-Core Pro is obviously their latest launch. You got Hercotch, you got Tiafo. You'll have Stan using that. That's a beautiful racket, multicolored uh, stick. Uh, the new, it's it's very, it's got a lot of flex to it. Uh, more of a thinner frame, controlled racket. Can't go wrong with that one if that's kind of your game style. Um, but if you want to swing a little more freely, and you think about like Shapovalov and stuff, um, you got the V Core, which is a great racket as well. And then um, you got the E Zone, the Casper Rude stick. Uh, you got Nick Kyrgios, Fusevich, all those guys are in the E Zone. That's another just beautiful racket that's the one i can't wait to demo with these new strings and then i, I know i don't know if this is probably a um any teaching pros out there or double specialist the astro it's 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 uh kind of marketed more towards the intermediate player but is a very feeding friendly racket a lot of uh, teaching pros use it just because of its lightweight and just extreme comfort so if you're looking if you're someone that teaches five six seven hours a day the astro is a great feeding racket and that's something i'm actually going to take onto the court when i teach here next week so a uh, bunch of great, great products. The Eclipsions, uh, their shoe right now on the market, uh, very comfortable shoe, lightweight. So, bunch going on over there. The string is the thing that I'm most excited about, though. Um, they got the new Polytour Rev, just came out. Can't wait to use it. Um, RPM Blast is kind of uh, counterpart. So, no, shout out to Yonix. Yonix Week, it's here. Follow us on uh, social media to kind of see some of that collaboration. And uh, yeah. And with that in mind, final little nugget for all of you listeners. We have a giveaway ready. Uh, so let's talk about it. What are we offering our fans this week? We are offering a Nick Kyrgios Australia, Team Australia Yonex bag, I believe from 2014. Uh, it's the blue bag he was using, and we got it now. We're going to do a little uh, trivia, Cracked Rackets, Tennis Point collab. you got to answer one question on each page, get them both right to enter your name into a raffle. Uh, we're going to – the trivia is – Gruskin's got some stuff up his sleeve. I don't know if you guys I mean, we'll, we'll see what he comes up with. We're going to do some some players, some brand-based uh, trivia, and we'll launch that this week as well. So make sure you guys follow both accounts, and good luck on the trivia because it's a sweet bag. I mean, Keeg's, I mean it was Keeg's bag. I mean, Nick Kyrgios is he's, he's going to – hopefully he'll draw some followers because, I mean, we need him back on tour as well. We don't know how many matches the guy has left in him. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with you. And again, what you can do to sign up for that, Nate and I are going to offer up some trivia questions. And we're actually going to save them for our social media post, Nate. And the reason for that is, of course, I don't have mine yet. Well, I have a couple. I just haven't, I haven't locked in no, on the one. There's too many good ones. We got, we got, we got to find two gold ones. That's what I'm saying. Is we haven't locked in on both of ours. But what we're going to do, we're going to set up a link on our website, crackedrackets.com, and what we're going to have all of you listeners do is submit answers to those trivia questions. Now we're going to post them on our social media: Tennis Point Instagram, Cracked Rackets Instagram. On the Tennis Point Instagram, you're going to have Nate's question. On the Cracked Rackets Instagram, you're going to have my question. The first person to submit answers to both questions correctly while also following 
both accounts on social media, you're going to win that back. And so, again, that's something we're super excited to be doing here at Tennis Point. Do we go fastest? I feel like there should be a third element. I feel like there's got to be. Do we do we give them 24 hours so everybody can, like, or do, we, or do we just go f- fastest? No, like that's stuff? true. I, oh, 24 hours isn't bad, but I want to give them 40. Or I want to do 72, but there's got to be a way to differentiate. 72 hours. We're going to think of a third tie-breaking category because you're right. Fastest doesn't feel right. There's going to be a bonus category to the third question yet to be determined. Again, yep. all of these still available. This is what we call a tease in the business. Yep. This is what we call, no, again, yeah, I want to get you all intrigued. So trivia. So again, here's the thing. Here's the call to action. We're going to send out two social media posts, one on Tennis Point, one here on our Crack Rackets uh, social media accounts. The pl- uh, we are, Again, we are going to set up a link on our Crack Rackets website. The person to answer both trivia questions correctly, plus a third bonus category to be named will be the winner of the Nick Kyrgios bag. And again, this is why we're so excited about our partnership with you guys over at Tennis Point to get the chance to do these sorts of things for our listeners. All right. All of that said, I got a rapid fire here down the home stretch, and I apologize. There's some Again, I want to save the full ATP Finals preview for next week. We're doing that together, two of us. We're going to talk about it all. But we have the WTA Finals this week. Again, I'm going to rapid fire through here. I've got a couple things to ask you about. Give me your take. Winner, finalist, who you got? Give me Paula Bedosa as the winner. Ooh, spice. I like it. Bedosa's on fire. I, I just believe in her mental space seems to be very fresh. for the, After this long season, I would have thought she would have been, been a little worn down. But, does, I mean, however much you can take in from social media and kind of how they present themselves, I feel like she's just having fun with it. Like I, I don't think she feels the pressure. She's just out there enjoying herself. She always talks about how she loves her time on the court, even on the practice courts. I mean, she's doing uh, TV TV appearances, radio appearances, podcast appearances. She's got a TikTok started now this past couple two weeks. So I mean, if you, I just, I kind of believe in the mojo. If you're feeling comfortable with yourself, the pressure's not in your head, and you're just, I mean, she's balling out. I mean, she's playing amazing tennis. I, I'm going Paul Bedosa as the winner. I'll take, um, I guess Sabalenka. It's tough. It's Muguruza or Sabalenka for the runner-up. Just those two. Comp- I mean, Muguruza is competitive. Like she just competes so well, and I mm-hmm. I wouldn't bet against her. Um, but I yeah, it's gonna be between her and Sabalenka. I feel like for second place. But Bedosa, I feel like is she could be the face of the sport in in, in a year. I think my thoughts on Muguruza and Sabalenka are pretty clear. I've you know spoken about them repeatedly on these podcasts, and I think if you follow the Twitter, you know I think their peaks were as high if not higher than anyone else on tour this season that includes Barty that includes Osaka Krejcikova all of the above how healthy is Sabalenka that's the question if she's healthy I think she wins this and I honestly think she's going to win the 2022 Australian Open she is my pick as of right now whenever you don't think Garbin Muguruza is going to go on a run she goes on a run so that's like that's why she's the dangerous pick now Krejcikova hasn't really lost at all since the French Mm -hmm. Open is definitely in form. I mean, Conteve's on fire and has actually had a week to relax. It's a toss-up. Like, it really is a toss-up's toss-up. For all those reasons, I'm going to go Iga. Shviantek. No. Um, no. Yeah, I just wanted Whoa. to throw. We want to make sure Hello. you're still awake. Um, no, we, I'm going... Uh, I'll go Conteve and Sabalenka and I just think Sabalenka I'm, I'm gonna uh, that, the thing is that pick could end up being so wrong that's such a high upside I'll go Conteve 
over Muguruza. I'm going to I'm going to stick with Annette Conteve. She just puts the bow in the cap of what has been obviously an outstanding season. Uh, but again, that event should be super fun. Let's go next to an event we just saw unfold. Paris. Djokovic knocks off Medvedev in three. Djokovic knocks off Hercots in three. 37th Masters title. Seventh year-end number one. All the records at this point at his disposal. Is he your GOAT? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Rafa guy. That's why I use Babolat. But I just can't deny what I'm seeing right now. I mean, Novak's – like, you just – there's no words for what he's doing. I mean, he looked – I watched – I was watching the first set – like I'm just thinking, like this guy's like he's done. He's got no answers for Medvedev right now. His ability to go back after a set, meditate, go back to the drawing board, and just figure out a game plan that's going to be effective on that day against that player is extraordinarily impressive. His he's the most mentally tough player, maybe the most mentally tough athlete that I've ever seen compete. I mean, he just feels like he's never down and out until they shake hands, and I think the players feel that. Even guy like Medvedev who who has, I mean, an extremely strong mental game himself, and he's got the goods. Uh, I mean, the, he was playing unbelievable defense. He was moving Novak very well and uh, comfortable staying in those long baseline exchanges. He, I mean, he still feels Novak's pressure down up a set. I mean, I thought, and Novak just continues the battle and came to the net. I saw some crazy statistic. Uh, I forget who put it out there on Twitter, but he was like, he won like 75% of the points that he came to the net on. Mm-hmm. And at the U.S. and at the U.S. Open final, I think he won like 64 or something. It was something like a pretty significant difference, and he made that uh, a big part of his strategy against Medvedev to shorten those points up. And I, I really can't believe he pulled that title out. I mean, no. after he, he a tough first battle with Fusovic, he was uh, Herkacz had his chances as well, and then Medvedev. I mean, that was just yeah. Novak is. I don't know. He's possessed. He's possessed to win tennis matches. So I made this joke on Monday Match Analysis with Gil Gross. I'll say it to you again now, and this is not meant to mock this because totally do what you want to do after a match. Again, whomever you want to thank, you want to thank. But, like, when Djokovic is giving his prayer to God at the end of the match, like, what is there to ask for left? It's kind of like, well, you made me the most fluid athlete of all time. Like, yeah, I'm extraordinary. It's like, thank you. It's like at that point, it's just it's literally like, thank you. We did it. Like, you and I together, big man, we did it. Like, I am the one. And it's like, have you heard the expression, I'm him? Which is not yeah. something I say frequently, but exactly. Oh, thank God. And so my little brother, when I saw him this summer, it's, he's picked it out. That's when, you know, it's the, the guy That's, or girl. That sounds is like a little about. brother phrase right there. Yeah, exactly. It's such That's, a little brother phrase. And so jo- the point is, Djokovic is him. Like, the answer to the question is Djokovic is him. Who are all the players thinking about? Who are all the players chasing? It is for the past 12 years, and I mean Nadal, Federer obviously have been exceptional up there as well, but right now it's Djokovic. He's him. Like you saw it in the third set. It was just Medvedev blinked. The forehand broke down. He got broken. Djokovic did not blink, and it's just – it's miraculous. It really, it, I mean, all the records. He's going to have all the records. He's arguably been the most dominant athlete in all of sports in the past decade. I mean, yeah. he he's winning at a, at a level Him and LeBron. absurd. It's like the, the LeBron, rigorous it's consistency. Le, it's LeBron, Novak, and I, I don't know if, if, you, if you're putting – I don't know if Ronaldo – I'm not a, as big of a soccer guy, but Ronaldo and Messi, I don't know if they're there. But, yeah. I mean, he's played 12 events this year. He's still going to end the year number one, and he's, he's able to still kind of go on this Kawhi Leonard – save my body for another year type mentality. And that's what he says. He's going to continue to do that. And if you can hold the year end number one with playing 12 events, it's, it's, um, it's just insane. Yeah. Six losses this year, six losses. It's just like he won 89% of his, I think he's 48 and six. It's just like, and you know, what's funny. He's 48 and six. Is it one of his three best seasons? Like, 
eh, maybe. And if maybe. it is that he did it at age 34, again, in the prayer, it's like, you answered everything. I can't believe it. We're still doing it, my man. And it's just, it's, chances, it's incredible. Uh, yeah. I mean, if he wins the U.S. Open, it's undeniably probably his greatest season of all time. Well, it just feels but, like every match he plays is, uh, was he better, though, this year than 20? Well, that's the fascinating thing. It's like, best season, yes. Best Djokovic, eh. Right, like, right. And it's it's fascinating to see the development again as a servant volleyer and his willingness to be aggressive and just add that wrinkle to this stage of his game. That's the most impressive part is that he's constantly adjusting. Yeah, and I saw his physio say that he stretches for like four hours a day. I mean, it's just it's a different type of work ethic this guy puts in. And I yeah. think yeah, it's a it's a we're just blessed to be able to witness the greatest tennis era of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, uh, with that said, not that we don't want to talk about Medvedev Zverev, but we'll get to them when we talk about the year-end finals next week. Yep. Last thing I want to ask you about. Uh, well, uh, Kozlov, Wolf, delightful. I, I, I'll give you the floor here. Give me give me your 60 seconds. Kozlov, Wolf. Oh, man. I, I was. I yeah, by the busy. way, you can go two minutes. I, the floor is yours is what I'm trying to say. No, I knew you were busy on the ITA Fall Nationals. I wanted to just fire away text at you, text after text to kind of. Give I'm you the, so sad that I couldn't be there for you because believe me, you know, I needed like, somebody there for me so bad. Vacation like, like DMs me, he's like, "You're watching this, right?" And I'm like, "I'm on the broadcast, Mike." I'm man. like, "No, I'm not." I I needed somebody to just take that. The fans like they almost felt awkward being in the presence of that heated rivalry. I could feel like they didn't know when they were allowed to clap, when they were allowed to like make a noise. I mean, JJ Wolf is a pretty cool i mean from everything i've seen he's a very very quiet player doesn't really interact a whole lot with the chair umpire with the other player with the fan i mean he's just to himself but that matchup whatever it is it gets to him a little bit and he mm-hmm. he's more vocal than he ever is he was like it was 40 love match point and like wolf saying like hold on a second on, on return of serve like he's like he they're just trying to get any mental edge they can get on each other and kozlov i mean after that tough second set tiebreaker loss he went into like a Novak-esque lockdown mode where he just wasn't going to miss a ball. And he was going to put the ball on JJ's backhand and make him come up with the goods. And he just went into like the, his ability to come up with some spectacular passing shots on the run, especially on the forehand. Mm-hmm. It is just insane. I expect that guy to be in the top hundred. Um, even with, I mean, he's not like an overly, what is he like six, one, six foot. Mm-hmm. And he just has, he's so talented with, with the stick and he's, his mental game is, I mean, elite. From everything I've seen, and he competes at a high level. He believes in himself, and those guys were going at each other. Um, I know Kozlov gave Wolf a hard time for time he was taking in between points or whatever, and it was just it just was a rival. Like I miss that environment in tennis, and it almost felt like a college dual match where like you see these guys play against each other two or three times a year, and it just had that different feel to it that um, tennis needs more of that. And like I know you've always hinted at it being like one of the greatest rivals in our current um, layout right now, and I think you have a point. Like. You ask people that watch that match, it's just the way those guys behave towards each other and the, the tense atmosphere and environment, it's just so fun to watch. And um, they're going back and forth. Two to one, Kozlov, at the last three meetings, uh, two finals and a semifinal. And I expect those guys to have more meetings in the near future and just to be another fun tennis. I mean, we just we love we love the pettiness. We love all the pettiness. <laughs> bring, bring all of it to us. Yeah. I could not have said it better myself. So my last thing to you, next-gen finals, who you got? Oof. Uh, shout out to Corda. Big comeback today against Gaston. Down two sets. Um, let's see. Nakashima got a win as well. I I don't know. Alcaraz rolled today. He beat he beat Rune up pretty good. Uh, I'll take I'll take uh, Carlos. But 
I, I'm hoping Corda can can do some damage because that dude, he's he's the man. I'm a big Corda fan. Love the fire he plays with. He's a he's a quiet guy, but he's starting to find himself. Starting to, starting to show more of his personality, and I'm here for it. Can I give you one homework assignment? Always. You know I do my homework. I know you do. That's why I do it. Sebastian <laughs> Baez. YouTube him. Watch him this week. The young Argentinian. Super. I think he won four challenger titles. I think he made six finals this year. Played almost exclusively on clay courts. He's 5'7 in Argentinian, so immediately people are going to say Diego Schwartzman. There's there's some more juice. It's just a little flatter from the ground. Just that's your homework assignment. And as I want, I want three minutes on you about Sebastian Baez, who I just think I think he won today uh, in his first match. Just a guy to keep an eye on. He's very, very, very good. So that's the homework to you. But again, a shout out to you, Nate. And let's see if you remember this from last week, because of course here as we sign off, I have to give a shout out to our friends at Tennis Point Tennis Point.com. The promo code is CR15. Of course, here at the mini break, everything we do is only made possible because of the support that we get from you guys. Of course, all the content available, crackrackets.com. Fun one for you because I know you're a Buckeye at heart. <laughs> Peter Cobell interview. You'll enjoy it, Nate. I promise. It was it was a fun one. I saw you hint at that. I'm definitely going to tune into that. I saw yeah, it's, it's like first team all Buckeye team. I, I'm, I'm on it. I think you'll like it. Um, but of course, again, with all of that said, for my wonderful guest, Nate Walrath of Tennis Point, Super Producers Fliegner and Westoff, our friends at Tennis Point, and all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Nate, I'm a believer. What do we tell our people? That's the break. There it is. And we will see you all next week. Thank you as always. Shout out to Westoff. Westoff, crazy good edits. Keep them coming, man. I really appreciate those. Those are fire. Awesome. I love it. And we will see you all next week. Thanks, everyone.